Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. And if you're one of our Patreon supporters, this is your extended ad-free version of the show. And thank you to patrons including Gavin Driver, Kenji Yoshino, Matt Oram, Ram Rangeshwami, Richard Gunther, and the collective Fraculus, uh, who Ian and I know by a different name. Yes. And as such, will thank that person <laughs> too. Uh, and indeed, all of these people who are supporting us directly, you can join them, get access to a full-length ad-free show, which this week is going to be a blinder. Um, by going to patreon.com forward slash UK tech. Uh, a, bl- a blinder is a term, Ian, that I've never really liked because it sounds horrifically violent and would result in the loss of vision, yeah. whereas actually what's coming up in the show later will just include will just be a, a, a growth in knowledge. Yes. Um, well, there should be an expression for that, shouldn't there? Yes, it's going to be, it will be an excellent show, Please stick with us. But first, the news. The BBC has created a virtual assistant, digital one, that has released in beta version or beta version if you are... No, beta. Beta, okay. Uh, In a highly limited form, which is just for people in the UK who are also members of Microsoft's Windows Insider program and who are running a May 2020 Windows 10 build Talk about niche. Um, But much like the virtual assistants from Apple and Amazon and Google and Microsoft, and we're not going to say what they're called because it will trigger them. Um, (laughs) But the BBC's isn't widespread yet, so we'll pretend that this one isn't going to trigger anything. The BBC's OK Beeb can be triggered using a voice command without an app being open and can answer requests such as update me, which will prompt the uh, the latest BBC news, or play Radio 1 to play, you guessed it, BBC Radio 1. Or tell me a fact, which will summon Sandy Toxvig to read a fact from the BBC show QI. Now, according to a write-up on, well, where else, the BBC website, a representative said, ultimately, we envision that Beeb will be available across a wide range of devices, including smart speakers, mobiles, televisions, and many others. Now, so far, it's, uh, well, it's so much the BBC kind of copying the Apple and Cortana and other things of the world uh, of digital helpers, but there are some unique qualities that I'm actually quite excited to see develop further. One of them is accents. Now, digital assistants, as we've all giggled and guffawed about before, have struggled on occasion understanding sentences spoken by people with accents that are perhaps less commonly found in um, in San Francisco, let's say. But the BBC's app, uh, its developers, they have baked support and machine learning support for a huge number of regional British 
accents, which can be selected in a drop-down menu in the Windows apps uh, settings area. Options are measured in the dozens, and I, I took a screenshot of someone demoing this and picked out a few just to give you uh, an example, which include regions such as Antrim and Londonderry, or just Derry, in Northern Ireland, Aberdeenshire, and the East Lowlands of Scotland. We've got Mid, North, South, and West Wales all selectable, as well as a range of places in England, including Yorkshire, which is where I am from, uh, although my accent doesn't sound it anymore. But uh, big up the South Yorkshire Wickersley Tanyard masses, uh, as well as the West Country, <laughs> Merseyside, <laughs> Cheshire, East Anglia and Greater London. And there's loads of others. And in one of the demos I heard, the synthesized voice actually has a Northern English twang and not the kind of uh, traditional, very old school BBC received pronunciation. You know, hello. You're listening to the BBC, and here is the Mrs. Wilberforce program. I think I think they should. No, I think they should have used that voice. <laughs> it that it would, would have been, been brilliant, great, wouldn't it? We could do the podcast like that. Well, we could, except I can't. Um, I just like that. I don't. I prefer the idea of having an accent. I don't. I mean, you you might want to finish this. Why don't you finish this story, and I'll tell you my thoughts. Go on, carry on. Or- Okay, yes. Well, I did pick out a little um, demo because um, I wasn't able to access this, not being a member of Windows Insider and not having a Windows Insider build of Windows and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so uh, instead, I had to revert to um, to some YouTube clips of someone who did do it. And um, we've got one here from someone, full credit goes to Ian Dixon, who is at uh, thedigitallifestyle.com. YouTube channel and we're going to include links to this because he's done a five minute demo and that, so look for that full length but uh, look, full length there um, but do you want to hear um, do you want to hear a sample of what this yes, sounds please. like this is, this is a bit of him uh, requesting the weather let's see if this works Radio 2 I can say okay Beeb what's my weather <laughs> dun, dun, dun. okay now for the weather The temperature in Lancashire is 12 degrees Celsius. This afternoon will remain breezy and rather chilly with a lot of clouds. Okay, B. Patchy rain, too. Stop it like that as well. So there we go. uh, So thank you, Ian Dixon, for um, not requesting payment for using that clip. Uh, But it's (laughs) a great five-minute clip, and we'll link to the whole thing. And I do strongly advise people go and have a listen to it. Yeah, it's a good good demo. so do check that out the link will be in the show notes um as well now the bbc is a multi-headed beast i think it's fair to say when it comes to the kind of products it offers so in a given day a household might read the news and sports in the morning and then later at the moment do some homeschooling lessons with the kids or leave them with gcc bite size or something then look up some recipes and tutorials for those recipes for things to make at lunch or dinner then maybe watch uh, movies or something or plan a, a workout or, or a day out the next day if the weather's good and also check the weather so there's there's loads and loads of things you can do with the bbc's content that's quite disparate um and so from from that perspective this feels like like a smart thing to have like a product that can be that central hub for bbc content i also really like the idea that you might ask for a fact and get something from the famously brainy show qi and by extension i would assume uh you know ask for a joke and maybe get something from a stand-up comedian from live at the apollo uh, or sports highlights from match of the day or uh, I don't know. Ask ask for the sound of uh, something natural, like the sound of a dung beetle gobbling up and vomiting excrement, and and hear the latest interview with Nigel Farage or someone. So I think um, 
you know, that is all great. And But on the flip side, we've got so many of these virtual assistants. Uh, and given that most of them allow other services to integrate with them, do we need to muddy the waters with, with yet another? Um, but that's enough of my voice, Ian. I know you had some opinions to, um, well, I do, yes. to send in. So why not send them in via <laughs> the medium of your voice now? Yeah, it's my voice. Um, I mean, I think well, there, there are two parts to this, obviously. There's the part that enables uh, voice recognition to work better with regional accents, which is great. Obviously, we, we all want that. There's a, I see, seem to remember there's a very funny Scottish comedy sketch uh, the, by a group I cannot remember the name of, but it's about a, 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 vo- a voice-activated lift that has trouble with Scottish accents. It's on YouTube. You should look it up. It's funny. Um Anyway, uh, so I, obviously we, we all want that. But what, the, the thing that I feel about um, voices is, I mean, yes, there, there obviously are too many. This is always going to be an issue, isn't it? Because you don't want to have to go to your voice assistant and then start another voice assistant to do a query. Uh, what we want is, I guess we sort of want the big players in the voice assistant game to have some sort of mechanism by where, by which you can sort of customise your voice assistant. So if the BBC uh, goes to the effort of making one which can speak in, in different sort of accents or, you know, uh, tones, whatever, it's, it's quite a good idea. And having access to the BBC's particular set of information is extremely useful. But I, I, I already find it kind of exhausting that you have to go through lots of steps to make voice assistants work. Uh, that just frustrates me endlessly. Uh, so I quite like that. And also, I personally find that I, I don't really want um, a British accent when I'm using a voice assistant. I want it to be more exotic than that. So, I I, I mean, like, if I'm going to use uh, Apple's one, which I, I won't say, although you have to do the introductory word, um, I, I, pref- I sort of prefer an American to deliver that. Mm. Um, and so I, I, it, I kind of feel like it... I want it to be different to what I normally hear and I kind of feel like that gives it a kind of presence of its own a unique voice in the house if you want does I that would make have, sense? It, it does make sense, although it's the first time I've heard an American accent be described as exotic. I thought you were going to say something like, you know, something from a remote region of uh, Well, I didn't say American. I, yes, I, I, said, I said I'd No, well, I said I'd prefer an exotic accent. I mean, an American is more exotic than British in this house because all of the people here speak British. I just you know. assumed when you said exotic, I was I was thinking no, about a, a little well, I mean, used no. accent from an island off the coast of Sweden or or Norway or something. Well, I, I mean those are those would all be great. I mean, I'd 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 love to have sort of. I mean, I suppose almost verging on the sort of comedy versions of accents. Uh, you know, where, where you have someone who can do quite a funny you know impression of say Russian or something like that, uh, which is probably not exactly how the Russians would speak, but is sort of amusing nonetheless. Um, or you know any any language. I mean, you can do, like you could argue that that the, the the funny version of British is what you described as that kind of BBC thing. Um, you know, so so there's always. Uh, but I, I I feel like I want it to be slightly different, and that and that entertains me, and and I like it. But I would definitely take um, I don't know something more exotic than that Caribbean. That would be fabulous. Yeah, I mean, when you said exotic, I was thinking more more like that. You know, something that wakes yeah. you up with Mahalo. Oh, that's not. That's not Caribbean, is it? Well, that would be lovely. Yeah, Hawaiian. Hawaiian, that would be great. I mean, I think that the the real missed opportunity is to do with voice assistants what the likes of TomTom used to do with in-card GPS systems, where you can 
pay for language packs because I would 100% have the Brian Blesseds of the world <laughs> being my virtual assistant. I would pay. Do you not think re- that that would be a bit wearing <laughs> on a voice assistant that you used quite a bit? I mean, you're not really a voice assistant guy, are you? I actually do use the Apple one frequently, particularly since I've been working at home. Yeah, I actually Just use it quite out. a lot. Well, because yeah. you have speakers, don't you? And I don't. So. I, and I do it all on my all on my iPad. All mm. it's always on my okay. iPad. But I dictate. I dictate quite a lot of stuff. I dictate a lot of emails and and texts. And in fact, if you remember, a few days, a few, couple of weeks ago, I was out walking the dog, and I tend not to take my phone with me when I go for a walk. But yes. I do have my Apple Watch on. And you texted me with something that I did want to reply to, and I I think I replied at length, but also said. I'm dictating this via yes. the Apple Assistant on my Apple Watch. So if I, I have this, memories com- of this. Do you remember that? Yeah. But, yes, um, I did, yeah. but I would, I mean, yes, it might get tiring, but if you had enough of them or if it could pick one each day and it rotates, you have seven and, you know, Sunday is Brian Blessed Day and Monday is <laughs> somebody else. Um, I think I think that'd be great. I mean, I'd, I'd pay money for that, but it's not really in the interest of the companies who make those services to try and monetize them that way, I, I don't think. But nonetheless, food for thought. And I like that the that the BBC is experimenting with this because it does seem to offer something that the existing commoditized assistants of the world don't offer, which is highly country and platform-specific, non-commercial uh, digital yeah. assistance. You know, Amazon is very good. good if you want to buy uh, products from it, and 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 Apple's is very good if you want to use iOS or your iPhone uh, better. But I think for something like the BBC, um, I don't know. I find myself thinking that's actually quite a good idea. Yeah, well, I, th- I think the thing that struck me listening to that clip particularly was the fact that voice assistants with regional accents can get regional names correct. So you, no longer do you have sort of hilarious mispronunciations of sort of British towns, cities um, and regions, uh, which can only be considered a good thing because American voice assistants do struggle quite extensively with uh, things like Leicester and uh, others. I remember getting into a conversation when you and I were at CNET still when the Dignation guys came over and for some reason we were doing something in the studio for for the podcast or something with those guys and they they were saying that they'd got really confused about where we were because they were looking for somewhere on the tube map called Southwalk and so they oh, were looking right. for two words south walk which in itself makes a lot of sense you know maybe it's somewhere south of the river that's very pedestrianized um, yes. but what they actually meant was Southwark yes. which is where the CBS op- officers were at the time yes i mean that um, that, that is a, a another good example of a word that yeah and you can't entirely blame people because it doesn't there's no there's no way to know when no. you read a word written down how it will be said which is why we must call an end to the nvidia debacle eventually we will call an end to the <laughs> nvidia debacle yeah but you once described maplin as maplin so i've got that you have and we will forever trade blows between those <laughs> those names and it will define the next two decades of our friendship. <laughs> Thank you.
The Evening Standard wrote this week that a London company specialising in gamifying the workplace with 3D scale models of offices said it's fielded loads of inquiries from bosses interested in replicating their corporate environments, uh, but avoiding the, the Zoom video calls. The newspaper wrote that the Sims-style platform called Breakroom uses the technology behind the CineSpace online multiplayer game to mimic open plan offices and transforms, this is a quote here, transforms staff into keyboard controlled human, animal or robot avatars able to wander around and speak with each other. Colleagues thousands of miles apart in the real world can chat via a virtual water cooler. Yes, Charlotte, who says in live chat is exactly like Habbo Hotel. Um, and even attend yoga sessions and pub quiz nights in a universe accessed through their web browser. That's a horrible write-up, um, but thanks for writing it because I hadn't read this anywhere else. Um, the Standard also quoted chief exec of the company behind it, Senior Wave Entertainment, as saying the £400 a month environments were about creating a sense of community without the need for structure conference calls and apparently we transfer is a, a company that's built a gamified representation of its actual office um, well, no surprise there yeah I, um, I I looked at a video of, of this and it looks like it does look like a kind of um, if if something like the office is in the TV show was to parody digital workspaces it would create something in second life and center the entire episode around that. And I yeah. think this is exactly what that would look like, where nothing would work as the people intended it to work, um, thought it should work, and no one would understand what they're meant to do, but everyone would have a lot of fun trying it out. So um, from that perspective, it sounds hilarious, and I hope lots of companies do it, because then we'll be inundated with hilarious um, videos of people failing. To um, to use it, I think it will be. I think it would be hilarious. Yes, I despise this idea and wish uh, a stubbed toe on all involved in creating it. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. It's perfectly fun and innocent. <laughs> no, a, it's just got a stubbed, a stubbed toe is the least harsh thing you can wish someone. I'm, I'm getting away from you know wishing that they'd all fall into the Thames. Mm. I, you know, I, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be gentle and kind to my fellow humans. But this is a. This is an idea without merit, and frankly, it will it would bother me intensely if uh, a company I worked for decided to implement it. It sounds like a colossal waste of both time and money. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to have business conversations with cats, or you know, have to walk around to lo virtually find someone in an office environment. It just does it not sound like the most annoying thing in the world to you you've changed man i remember a time when you would love to have had a conversation with a cat in an office well no i mean i wouldn't i would in the right situation i'm just i'm think i suppose i'm thinking about it with um with my current working hat on and i'm too busy and i don't have time for all the stupid video calls that we have as it is so you know what what what, what on earth is the benefit to me of this? It just it just sounds like yet another waste of time, where we, you know everyone everyone's sort of lost the plot and uh, can't cope. I mean, I, look, we're, we're all struggling to work at home. It is hard. It's not it's not like being in office. You can't just walk over and say hi to someone. Um, but again, this this is exactly the kind of thing I, I have a problem with things like this because 
they require universal adoption to have any hope of succeeding. So for this to work, you have to talk to 100 people in an office and persuade them all that this is a good idea. And you have got no hope of doing that. Like, unless it's mission critical. And even then, even then I've experienced mission critical business tools being sort of rejected by some people because they they just don't want to or don't feel capable of learning a new system. Uh, and they're like, what's wrong with an email? And you're like, well, I mean, I kind of see your point there. What is wrong with an email? Um, you know, because it works, it's quick and it's simple and it doesn't cost £400 a month or whatever it is. But, you know, th- this this kind of thing just, it it it's the sort of thing that tech companies or companies in the tech space would probably go, oh, that's a lovely idea. And they would have more luck with it because they will have buy-in from more of their workers because they're going to be tech people. Uh, I'm sitting here with a huge grin on my face just listening to you strip the love and joy out of life it's well it's brilliant mate. Do you, when you go to Disneyland <laughs> do you do you point out like the, the people dressed up and say oh unrealistic mice are never that big they don't stand <laughs> upright a mouse would never want to hug my daughter this is ridiculous get out of here no because it's not work well, this, this is not it, meant to be work. This is obviously meant to be a bit of fun. I don't think anyone is seriously saying that this is going to replace Zoom. I mean, just to describe it for the benefit of people listening, one of the screenshots of this shows a virtual, very large virtual boardroom with um, with about eight to ten people sitting around a giant table uh, and at the end of the giant table is a huge virtual wall uh, with two actual human beings uh, on their zoom call being projected sort of onto it so it's you can sort of see your colleagues around the table but see the actual two colleagues who are speaking to each other at the very end and it looks quite sweet i think it looks adorable i'd never use it but i'd love to see companies try yeah, and i think I'd lo- that I'd, um, I'd love to see i'd love to see bloomberg adopt this Michael Bloomberg coming in for an office at, like a cat. <laughs> Just not how business works. There's there's not enough time for the work, let alone for the flipping stupid virtual world. Honestly, wow. people have got too much time on their hands. I, I you know, like I can. This is this is something that might be applicable to people socially outside of work. If you want some joy from me, then yeah, this would be a nice alternative to sort of video calls and one of the one of my objections to this kind of current trend of you know pub nights on zoom or quiz nights on zoom is that i spend a percentage of my day on video calls i don't want to do it again in the evening particularly that's um, fair yeah so but this gives that a completely different look so you're like oh well actually you know that's kind of that's kind of a bit more fun that's that's something that you know you could actually have that in a virtual pub and people could appear, you know, as avatars or as video if they wanted to. So, yeah, you know, as, as a social thing, that's actually quite a sweet idea. Um, as a work thing, it is meritless and will fail. Do you do you wrap your kids' uh, birthday presents <laughs> up? Or do you just give them an Amazon box and say, that's <laughs> the nice paper serves no benefit? <laughs> I think you're willfully distorting what I'm saying to... Uh, construct a straw man with which to beat me um, no I don't do that I wrap, I wrap it up I've got so much wrapping paper here in this room I'm looking behind me now I've got about seven rolls of wrapping paper for various ages of child so no I don't do that okay if you'd have used them you'd probably have had less of it lying around but that's a story <laughs> yeah, but I bu- no because I buy a new roll of paper every time a, a major event a- a- appears because so, mm. I, ju- I can never remember where I put it it's right over there 
Do just remind me next time. It's just there. So oh, it's there, is it? It's there. It's there. It's right there. So the next okay. time I'm in, you know, Tesco buying another roll of paper, just go, Ian, it's, it, but it, it was there. Other distributors of horse meat burgers that also sell wrapping paper are available. Uh, if you have an opinion on this uh, virtual office environment, then do obviously send it to us at the usual place. Um, and if you have a company that has adopted this and have some amusing videos of your fellow colleagues trying and failing to use it, please send them to me as well. Don't bother sending it to Ian because he has no time for fun. Uh, guess who's making a comeback later this year, Ian, with an 18-part podcast series? Is it Jesus? Uh, nope, it would be far more than 18 parts, I think, if uh, if, <laughs> if Jesus did it. No, uh, but, but but you're close. Um, it is Alan Partridge. Uh, he's got a new podcast series coming out called From the Oust House, the Alan Partridge podcast. Yes. Um, and I adore Alan Partridge and indeed have been compared to Alan Partridge and weirdly Jeremy Clarkson as a broadcaster before now, uh, which I'd never really known if that's a diss or a compliment. I, I can see I can see the accidental Partridge coming from you in some situations. I mean, a lot of this a lot of this podcast, I, I could see Alan Partridge doing your very wonderful segues. I feel like that's something that you two have in common. Yes, I did once pitch to get uh, Alan Partridge on this podcast once oh, by really? sending yeah by sending his opinions of certain tech innovations through the years to his agent to explain what uh, I thought Alan would say about those and therefore what I think he should come on the show and discuss. Uh, <laughs> and they said it was a very good idea, but he was very busy. So it never it happened. It is a very good idea. And I and can imagine that he is very busy. Maybe for, it, maybe he'll do it to promote this. Why don't you uh, retry? People in the live chat are saying I mispronounced the name of his show. How should it be pronounced? Oh, well, here we go. We should get the Beeb thing to do it. It's spelt O-A-S-T and then house. I Oust. I pronounced it oust house. What well, oust in is... To, yeah. to pronounce. Well, uh, well and, and it's supposed to be is... out house because he said he records it in his shed. So it's meant... I thought it was like out... Like outhouse, which is a you know another word for a, an old toilet. And I thought that would be his fun. Oust house. Nick. Boast without the B. Oast House. Oast. Oast. Why would it be Oast House? As in Coast House? Without the Well, this is what people I'm sure are tuning in to listen to is is me. <laughs> oh, he says it's that because that's how you pronounce it. Okay, well, that's probably very fair. I do not proclaim to be an expert in all things uh, pronounceological. But, um, oh, uh, Nick says uh, Oast house is where you dry hops for brewing and john agree okay uh, i'll defer to the um to the listeners because yeah. they are far right. smarter than 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 i am so fair enough uh alan partridge is creating a series called the oast house uh he actually in some promotional material gave a quote would you like me to read the the the, the quote i would love that from alan from alan 
like most people, I assumed that those who hosted podcasts were pale, tech-obsessed social lepers who lived with their mums and couldn't get a platform on any meaningful broadcaster, so started spouting their bloated opinions into their USB microphones to flatter their groaning self uh, sense of self-importance. But then I spoke to a man I'd never heard of before from Audible. He called me and made me an offer. I counted. He came back. I counted again. In short, we've hammered out the details to my satisfaction, and the result is a series of podcasts. <laughs> They've been described as very good slash sensational. <laughs> who, wrote, do you, who, wrote, who wrote that? Do you reckon he wrote it, or do you reckon that was one of the writers who wrote it? Uh, well, he does write it, but he writes it with the Gibbons brothers, and I would imagine yeah. it was it was them. One of them, uh, yeah. No, it's very wrote, good. Who wrote that? I particularly um, enjoy the USB microphones, Dig, he said well, into his that USB was one microphone. Of- that was one of the two points I wanted to raise because actually he's nailed it. Um, I yeah. am quite pale. I am tech obsessed. Uh, I wouldn't describe myself as a social leper and I don't I, live with don't my live mother. Yeah. I also have got a platform on a broadcaster, um, but I did decide to spout my opinions, which probably are bloated. And I do <laughs> sort of use a USB microphone in that it's a, a rather impressive Sennheiser MK8, which connects via... Oh, um, Jesus, you're doing it. You're actually an, doing it. You're doing e- the partridge. An XLR cable um, from the fine people at Stag, and that goes into a Behringer XLR <laughs> mixing desk, but that outputs over USB. So he's got me half over a battle. Oh, it's, that microphone's very good. Not my words. The words of Podcast Magazine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shaking Stevens. <laughs> Once used this. Uh, oh, genius. Well, oh, I'm, that, that is lovely stuff. I'm, I, I think this is a, a great idea, and I'm, I'm very excited about it. I, I'm aware I'm going to have to pay for it. Well, um, that's that's the other thing I wanted to point out. So we've actually covered both of them without the need for an artificial segue. It's very um, professional work of us here. It's because it's not a podcast. It's it's the <laughs> Alan Partridge podcast that is exclusive to Audible yeah. that you have to pay for and that downloads in one fat chunk. So mm. it in no way is a podcast, but in a way that's kind of almost a Partridgean thing to do, isn't it? To I, name I, something that is zeitgeisty that actually isn't what it is at all yeah i mean coogan wasn't going to get out of bed for nothing was he let's be honest um and, and why should he yeah he has he has a, a a very saleable idea in partridge that will uh, i think run and run because it has proven that it's capable of running and running it's it is consistently entertaining and isn't afraid to change how it approaches the world as things go on he he did that uh sky series you know with um at north 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 norfolk digital which um, mid-morning matters mid-morning matters yes which was which was sponsored wasn't it originally so they made it some it uh, it was you could watch it for free that's right it was so it was free online and then they had a a longer version of it that was that was shown on sky i seem to remember is that right sky atlantic i believe a very funny place to put it but fair enough um yeah so i mean you know this this all sounds like it could be quite a lot of fun um the idea of alan uncensored if you will not uh not beholden to a broadcaster mm. uh is, is quite is quite a nice idea and, and done well i think it could be very funny indeed so we'll see that the pain about audible is it's very expensive to buy one thing on audible and i i got very angry you might remember this um, there was a revelation. I was subscribing to Audible and amassing audiobook credits, and it 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 became clear that you 
could only have seven credits in one go. And I was outraged by this. I was like, well, they're my credits. I've paid for them. It's not like this isn't a, you know, this is not like a, not billed as a monthly subscription as such. It's billed as you're buying a credit a month or whatever. Uh, but they will only let you hold seven. So I was like, well, no, then I'm cancelling it. And then I, so I used up my seven credits on things that I kind of wanted uh, and cancelled and uh, haven't looked back, frankly. Uh, but buying an individual thing on Audible tends to be very expensive, which is a shame. Um, yes. Well, I mean, the whole model is around getting you to just buy extra credits. So I think this costs yes. about 20 quid if you're not a member, but you can buy a credit. So like, but for the sake, it doesn't matter. Is the whole thing or are all 18 parts one credit? Is that how they're yes. doing it? Yeah. All 18 parts are one credit. If you're looking forward to the new Alan Partridge uh, audio book, as I think it should be fairly called, do let us know. Also, uh, you can tell us any uh, any of your favourite Partridgean quotes. Always, uh, always, always like to hear those. And uh, you can send those to us. As well as, um, I, I fancy a day out tomorrow. So if you know any cracking owl sanctuaries, I'm well up for a recommendation as well. We keep you informed about all sorts of things mostly tech news mostly that concerns britain do you know who doesn't tom Merritt. he has a global view here's what he's been talking about on daily tech news show this week this week on daily tech news show we got tips on speaker placement from patrick norton talked about companies relationships to law enforcement wondered whether we'll actually want to go to ces now that it's for sure back on and talked over samsung's new access program bundling in microsoft 365 with a phone and on Monday, we took a pause and we heard from six black folks in tech about their experiences. If you skip the rest, listen to that one at dailytechnewsshow.com. Ian, it's been a pleasure. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.